0: Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington, and I am Bill Knight. Happy Monday! And oh, you, hope you too, had a sir. great weekend. I did. It was a great weekend. Uh, didn't do much of anything. The weather was kind of nice. I, it was like in the fifties. You know, well, I, don't get used to the weather. We got storms. Well, you have Come. it. You have it where you are, but it's going to skirt where I am, which is fine. Uh, only thing well, I, keep, I wish it
1: would si doe right on by here too and leave us alone.
0: But it's not going to. I think you're going to get a few inches of snow, I think. You know,
1: they got blizzards uh, out in California, or a blizzard out in California. And to top it all off, no power. Some 85,000 people without power.
0: And, and they're the saying freezing that, cold, uh,
1: that damn global warming, it'll do it to you every time.
0: People in New England who have been going all winter with uh, pretty decent weather are a little surprised now. They shouldn't be, but mm-hmm. uh, they're going to get, I guess, uh, in some places... About half a foot of snow. My uh, my grandchildren, both of them, go to uh, UMass, and that's in Amherst, Mass., which is uh, northwestern Massachusetts. And I guess they're going to get about half a foot of snow. So uh, just when you thought it was safe to put the boots away, you got to nah, break them out and, again.
1: And we'll get one more little lion blast in probably March, too, one or two
0: yeah. more. A lot of things happened over the weekend. You heard by the way about the SpaceX launch last night? A lot of people don't know this. It was a big thing. A lot of people anticipated it. And about 3 minutes before the launch, they scrapped it. They scrapped Well, it.
1: if you were in the rocket and they found a problem, yeah. Would you rather them find the problem before you hit ignite? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that see, that was the,
0: the button? that was the problem. The uh, whatever it was that ignites the first stage rocket uh, wasn't working. So, I guess I don't know whether they would have even gotten off the launch pad. I mean, it, I would imagine the first stage is what pushes you off the launch pad, right? Yeah, that's uh, well. So. I don't know anything
1: about rocketry, but that would be the big shove right there. You know that 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 gets you in. Yeah. To uh, your your trajectory to uh, get the hell out They're of. They're saying
0: planet. that maybe on Thursday, if things go well, about twelve thirty in the morning, they'll try again. To uh, get them, which means it's not a
1: major problem, and they're still within a window because there's something about you know, the alignment and everything, and the you know, I.
0: You know what amazes me about the SpaceX rockets is they're reusable. That they they actually bring them back, and they just like in the old. uh, yeah, uh, Captain, what midnight uh, TV show where the the Buck space Rogers? Yes, and the twenty first century or whatever it was, they would land on the uh, the back of the rocket. The rockets always landed, and the, and the guys got off the rocket. Well, that's what they do now. You know, it, during the NASA Apollo missions, uh, mm-hmm. they were always disposable. They were always thrown away. They had to go retrieve them in the ocean. These come home which I think is pretty interesting, pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, it is amazing what they can do, and it's going to be amazing, you know, when we see them 50 years from now. I'm going to be around 50 years from now, are you?
0: I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> I, I, no, would I wouldn't hold you for <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't hold you. I'll be history. Um, hey, interesting thing happened over the weekend, and it's got you and I kind of wondering what's going on. I think I understand what's going on, but uh, this morning, for we were talking about show prep and getting ready for the program, and Bill said, "Hey, did you hear about the Brunson case?" And I said to him, "Yeah, it was rejected again on Monday." It was. And he said, "No, no, no, no it wasn't." Yeah, tell me what you heard.
1: Uh, hang on, I'll, I'll pull the story up again if I can find the well, story. Well, I to... have it right here in my well, sweaty little it. palms. Apparently, the U.S. Supreme Court is reportedly reconsidering hearing the Brunson versus Adams lawsuit after previously dismissing it earlier this year. Well, earlier this week. Lawsuit appears to be seeking to remove Joe Biden Mm -hmm. from the White House and reinstate former President Donald Trump as the President of the United States as it claims that lawmakers violated their oaths of office by refusing to investigate the allegedly fraudulent 2020 general election, which it claims was rigged. In Biden's favor. Okay. So, you know, that's that's the crux of it. This right is a there.
0: big deal. This is huge. You know, now, we, uh, understand something. Everybody was waiting for the uh, Supreme Court docket to come out on Monday. Uh, here's what it said on Monday. On Monday, it said, The Supreme Court on February 21st rejected a case that was seeking to overturn the 2020 election. Justices turned down a request for rehearing by Raylan Brunson, a Utah man who brought the case. Justices did not explain their decision, and a vote tally was not made available. That was last Monday. So everybody said, oh, I guess second time in a row, it's, it's, it's failed. I heard an interview just a couple of days before. Uh, with this, Brunson. With Brunson, right. And Brunson said, yeah. hey, don't worry if it's rejected. That may be a good thing. And everybody went. Wow, well, it would be a good thing if it's rejected. He said, "Let me explain. If it's rejected, that means that they may have already decided to hear the case. Meaning, if it had come out on Monday saying they were going to consider hearing the case, all that yeah, meant you're, you're at the front of the line where yeah. they they've gone to.
1: You know, they passed everybody in the line. They're they're up to the case now.
0: That's right." So what they're saying now is, no, the Supreme Court is going to hear the case. And this is a big deal. Well,
1: Huge. what's amazing is is that this is not a story that you would hear in mainstream media. You didn't hear about it over the weekend. That- However, it came on MSNBC. It came on Yahoo. And different sites are filtering it now in the past 24 hours. And they're putting it out there because it's legit, real news you gotta wonder if they got some kind of weird agenda that they're gonna try to figure out, you know, some way to poo poo the whole thing. Well, but if it's gonna be heard, if it does get heard, you have this to, you have is to, is major
0: you have to wonder whether uh the fact that it was released on Sunday, the information that they're going to hear it, uh is says something by itself. You got maybe they don't want the turmoil and the news attention that they got for the road decision when they decided to strike that from the law. I mean, it was crazy and it was crazy for weeks. Even there was even a death threat on a on a candidate, I mean on a judge rather. So maybe what they figured is, okay, well, we won't docket it in on Monday and people will think it's going to fall by the wayside. The news will go on to some something else, which they've done. And then on the weekend, we'll just uh, release it that we're going to hear the case. That's a big deal, because now what they're going to do is, and I don't know when they're going to do it, but I mean, they said they asked for an expedited hearing, meaning let's get this, let's get this thing going. So I guess they can hear it anytime they want to.
1: Yeah, they could. Now, don't be surprised if it still gets put off a little bit and then come back, because I have a funny feeling there's some infighting going on inside of the Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. but in reality, because if if this thing does you know get heard like the like we see it they say it's going to happen right it's it's a cut and dry case you know it was presented and uh, several politicians decided to overlook their oath of office and that's all they had to do yes they didn't have to rule in favor of trump or that the election was fraudulent all they had to do is say we'll hear it not nope, there's nothing here That's it. Done. We wouldn't be talking about this right now. But they didn't do that. So they are the makings of their own reality by just trying to blow it off.
0: Let me read this to you. It says, Plaintiffs, Raylan Brunson claims that the defendants, which includes almost 400 members of Congress, as well as Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and former Vice President Mike Pence, voted to certify the 2020 presidential election despite receiving a valid request from 154 members of Congress to investigate the unfounded claims of electoral fraud in six states. That's what they're, that's what the argument is about. right? They're saying that they had a constitutional obligation to investigate those claims and they didn't do it. They broke their oath and that, I guess, in Brunson's uh, claim, that means that they should be removed from office. I guess they're talking about the suit call for all 387 members of Congress who voted to certify Biden's electoral votes to be removed from their role, along with Biden and Harris, and be prohibited from running for office ever again. Brunson well, is a, yeah,
1: and, it, you know, the Democrats like to throw around the word treasonous. That makes anybody that, uh, that violated that oath, you know, treasonous.
0: They, well, they, they, they committed treason. Think about what that would mean to the country. What People have said, well, would it throw our country into turmoil? Would we, we be in chaos? With First of all, some of those representatives have already left Congress. They left mm-hmm. in the midterm, so they're already gone. But others, like Nancy Pelosi and uh, uh, Carmela and Joe, would be removed from office. And from what I was told, when I listened to this interview with Brunson, they would be summarily removed. Meaning, marshals would go and take their credentials immediately, and they would immediately lose their authority. So someone Mm. like Joe, who is the president, quote, on paper, he would be... Removed from office instantly. He, he he would, the Secret Service would leave. He'd have to call an Uber to go home. I mean, he would not be, I would also imagine some of them might uh, be worried about being arrested for treason. If they can prove intent to do this, then it's even it's even worse for them.
1: Yeah, it could, you know, you could see rats jumping off the ship.
0: Yeah, and, uh, but... What do you Democrats think?
1: Democrats are pretty. Uh, they're pretty. Um, they're pretty inventive.
0: Let me know, ask so you a um, question. Do you think that if the court says you three hundred and eighty people are instantly removed from office, do you think that the Congress would just would they just walk out the door and you know fly home? Would, would they would they accept the rule of the Supreme Court or would it go into a constitutional crisis situation?
1: I think it'd go into a constitutional crisis. Because they challenge the law and the rule of the law all the time. If it doesn't go in their favor, they want to sit there and rebel against it and change it. Who is the lady that wants to do the um, the filibuster over uh, the abortion rights thing? She goes, well, if you don't do that, uh, we're going to make you suffer. You know, it's like, oh, okay, this is how you play the game. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good to know because, you know, the game is on. Now, this
0: game is not on yet. You know, we see that it could be on. I think that the fact that they would send U.S. Marshals to get the credentials says that uh, they would probably do it when they're all separated, alone, at home maybe. We just saw saw the fact that this story leaked on a Sunday. Uh, Would something like that happen on a Sunday? Would they have the hearing in private? And then if they come to the hearing conclusion that uh, uh, these people have to be removed... Would they do it on a weekend?
1: You know, there's a particular politician that everybody's making fun of, and it's not a uh, an idea that's so far-fetched. We even talked about it as mm-hmm. not to say, oh, we should do this, but just, you know, maybe we are a country so divided and we cannot find common ground that maybe the dismantling of the country and the division of it, you know, le- left and right, and uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, he said, yeah, we need a, we need a national divorce. And, um, you know, when she put it that way, I thought, oh, wow, that's, that's an interesting word. Divorce is not a, a fun thing to go through, but
0: are we kind of there? Well, I think we are. I, I, I think that this case, if they're going to hear it, and they're going to hear it soon, and if they come to the conclusion that I think they should come to, uh, it's going to make for a drastic change in our government. I mean, can you imagine how people are going to respond if all of a sudden the Supreme Court says the rightful president of the United States is Donald J. Trump and he should be in office right now? The question then becomes, and we talked about this before, will he get a chance for a full second term? Well,
1: there's a lot of ways to look at that. Now, his cognitive ability is, you know, he's, he's in good shape. You know, because only two more years, he's seventy six now. He'd be seventy eight, which means then he would be eighty two when he got out. Whereas Joe would be and when he runs in two years, because
0: he's eighty, he would yeah. be eighty six. But what I'm saying is that if they say Donald Trump should have been president in 2020, he will he get only the two years remaining on his presidency, or will they say, okay, it's a do over? Yeah, we reset the clock. You get four years effective now. And see, we would sit there and drag our feet and go, "Oh, we got to
1: debate this." They would debate it for the next two years, and they would do that, which w- would severely tie his hands. Um, this you know, it's all about power. unless the
0: Supreme Court decides that that
1: they, they that, would have to do it all in one fell. Swoop.
0: Yeah, unless they say we, you know, we're, we're saying that this was illegal, and here is the. Uh, way that we want it resolved, meaning you have to give up your credentials. Those of you who have done, uh, been charged and convicted, you have to give up your credentials and leave the, the Capitol. And, um, and Donald Trump has to be made whole as president and given his, his four years.
1: It, uh, it's going to be interesting, but that came out in the news, uh, obviously, yesterday and over the weekend. Uh, I don't think you're going to hear much said about it unless they they go, yep, we're doing it. And I don't even know that they're going to say, okay, we're doing it. I think they'll just do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is this is maybe one of the biggest cases the Supreme Court has ever heard because it's going to change the entire landscape of our government. And it will do it in one fell swoop. I mean, it it'll be amazing. I mean, there will be... I would imagine within a matter of weeks, entirely new groups of representatives in the House of Representatives, new senators will be elected. The guys who you thought would be senators for multiple terms will be thrown out and won't be able to run again. Right. Amazing. There will be a lot of talk on the news channels, trust me. (laughs) But what I don't understand, Bill, is why we had to find out with a little backstory this morning, why it wasn't top of the news all weekend long? It should have been. It should have been talked about last night on the cable news talk programs. I didn't hear a word about it. But
1: no, you didn't hear a word about it. Now people are, but you know, the back news talk programs now are people talking about the news and the things that aren't happening. Um, kind of a little bit off this subject, but just to throw it out there. What I mean by that is. You look at the investigators that were supposed to go to Ohio, Mm -hmm. environmentalists to figure out what was going on with everything. And ironically, on takeoff out of uh, Bill and Hillary International Airport, their plane just lost its power and plummeted straight down and killed all five five of them. Yeah. yep. You know, you've got that. You've got the, uh, I forget the guy's name, but... uh, Uh, worked with uh, Bill and obviously was on Epstein Island. And uh, uh, anyway, all of a sudden, he's found uh, hanging by a power
0: cord in a tree Mm. with a shotgun blast and no shotgun around. And then another one was killed in his office, supposedly committed suicide. Another friend. uh, This happened last Friday.
1: Yeah, you know, all all this uh, Arkanside uh, uh, suicide uh, situations. And people are starting to well, they're not starting. They've noticed the news doesn't talk about it and the implications. And
0: you were talking about today that the um, the uh, was the EPA EPA was supposed to be cleaning up the site in East Palestine, Ohio. They stopped. They were ordered on Friday, I believe, to stop the cleanup. Now, people are saying, what's going on? I thought you said this is, is, is a top priority. I think they said that they had a problem with the disposal site, the liquid disposal site yeah. in Texas. But it's not the only disposal site in the country. I mean, they could have gone somewhere else. Uh, they said it will, be, it will resume shortly, is what the EPA said. But in the meantime, people are having problems they're breaking out into rashes. There are respiratory problems. There are nosebleeds. It's, it's not a good thing. And I heard yesterday that there are people now complaining about uh, the same kind of issues in Beaver County, Pennsylvania, which mm-hmm. is far western PA. Uh, soon it'll probably be, they'll be talking about it in Allegheny County, in Butler County, in Washington County. Uh, Yesterday we, or yesterday last week we talked about they found this white luminescent powder on the ground at nighttime in West Virginia and as far east as Hagerstown, Maryland. And I went out to my car over the weekend, and on my license plate holder in the front, which is black, you can see the white powder. You know, you could probably. It's not an accurate way to do it, but you could get a compass
1: and put the 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 pointy end on the. Uh on Palestine right, and take the pencil part and put it on uh, Hagerstown and draw a circle. And probably if you're anywhere inside of that circle, you may have been exposed. And if you have any of the symptoms, go see a doctor, get diagnosed, save the paperwork. You know, you blow your nose and there's something weird in it. You save that, make sure that you have evidence because we screwed up as a nation there. And uh, there's something more that meets the eye. And 10 years from now, Mm -hmm. there's probably going to be a major lawsuit. You may as well get on that train because that
0: train. There are some people, I think, and this is, I know, kind of depressing, but I think some people won't be around 10 years from now because this poison will have taken them out. There are are people who live in retirement homes and uh, assisted living homes that are in the line of fire. I mean, if you look at the map, folks, the entire city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is in the line of fire. Uh, you know, they don't talk about it all, all that much, and I'm sure that the EPA would downplay that. But like we said last week, the mushroom cloud could be seen from space. It was a huge mushroom cloud of a poison. It didn't just go nowhere. Nope. It went everywhere. And uh, there's a lot of good people who are going to be sick. I mean, I, th- I, I truly believe that I feel the effects of uh, whatever it is that's in the air. I go outside, hang around in, in the, quote, fresh air for a while. I come back in, and I'm coughing, and my nose is running, and my chest feels heavy. And I think, is this? am I being a hypochondriac here? Or is this stuff really having an effect? But, you know, when I go out to my car... And I brush my car off and I get, you know, a black powder uh, on the towel. And it's, people may say it's Oklahoma dust. I don't believe it. No, I do not believe it. I think that all that stuff that they burned, it has to go somewhere, folks. And it doesn't go up and straight down. It goes up, it gets into the wind and the jet stream and whatever. And off it goes. And it, it drops everywhere in the Northeast. Well, you know, it's about
1: time for it to start hitting in
0: European countries
1: because with the jet streams and everything else, it's been what now, going on three weeks? Uh,
0: they're calling for rain, and rain is apparently something that this uh, vinyl chloride clings to, moisture. So mm-hmm. uh, be on the lookout. You may get some some of that stuff dropping into your neighborhood if you have rain and snow coming it's going to be in the snow that they're calling for in the Northeast. You know that.
1: It's, oh yeah, we got a we got a snowstorm. It hits tonight and goes in through tomorrow. So, you know, uh, my big plans are parking. My took us, uh, you know, right down on the couch and watching TV. Do you remember last week
0: when when Joe was in uh, the Ukraine? Yeah, and he walked out with Zelensky and. The air raid sirens went off, and they seemed unbothered. They just kept walking. They Because it was
1: fake, because anyone else would have taken him and, you know,
0: sheltered him. Dan Bongino had a Secret Service agent friend of his on, and they were talking about this, and I thought it was interesting. Listen.
2: If there was an air raid siren, meaning there's an air threat coming in that could potentially kill the president of the United States, the standard Secret Service response would be to evacuate. Yet nothing happened. Why do you think that is? I have no idea. Um, I just—it's it, a little bit baffling. Um, I, I know the men and women of the Secret Service are going to do everything they can to keep the president alive. Um, hopefully, it, it was something that was uh, false and, and maybe even pre-staged for for the press's benefit. Because I know the men and women of the Secret Service aren't going to stand there and tolerate the possibility right. of a true air raid when they're standing beside the president. You're, you're damn right, brother. And, and, and you and I worked with the same group of people. And, uh... Yeah, it, <sighs> I mean, I find this personally offensive, as I'm sure you do as well. There isn't a chance in hell that the guys you and I worked with would listen to an air siren and sit on their ass and watch it while the president's life was at stake. Now, like you, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. I wasn't on the trip. But I only see two scenarios. Either scenario one, the Secret Service sat back and did nothing, which I find absolutely impossible, or scenario two, this was staged to make the president look like a hero, which listen, he went over to a war zone. Credit credits due. You don't need to put an air siren out there, make everybody look like idiots for standing by. Your your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, we don't we don't give the people we protect the choice. When there is imminent danger, we go. They don't get to say anything. The White House staff doesn't get to say anything, even if it's a foreign head of state. Their staff doesn't get to say anything. If there is an imminent threat, we are not hanging around to talk about it. Period. Yeah, I've said that multiple times. I mean, our job is not, uh, this isn't a measuring contest, if you know what I mean. We run. We're not there to fight. We're there to
0: keep the president alive. We're not there to show you who's got bigger biceps. I got to tell you something, and no one's talking about this, but how would you like to be an elderly resident of Kiev when Biden and Zelensky are making their appearance and they, they do something like this as a photo op, as a, as a phony sign of macho power, you know they they set off the air raid sirens. In the meantime, some poor old person, maybe living alone, an old person, an old lady, she hears the sirens go off, and she doesn't know what to do. Uh, what an irresponsible, stupid thing for them to have done, you know. But this mm-hmm. is this is this is all the kind of stuff that Biden does. It's image. It's uh, staged. It's not real. It is not real. This guy is, uh, his whole presidency, in my opinion, is not real. But, uh, and I can say that because I'm not on YouTube, so they can't
1: bust me. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> and that gets back to the story we opened with, you know. The question is, is he a legitimate president? Well, and, uh, if, if they... Uh, it was never proven that he was because they wouldn't let you. He was like,
0: well, nothing what's, here. In, what's interesting about the Brunson case, getting back to the Brunson case, it, it has nothing to do with the election. It has nothing no. to do with the election. It has nothing to do with the machines. It has nothing to do with the fraudulent rigged uh, election. It's about the representatives of our government not doing their job. Protocol. That's what, pardon? Protocol. Protocol. Exactly. Exactly, which I think is amazing. Can you imagine they would be bringing down this guy's illegitimate government for a technicality? A
1: procedural
0: mistake. Yes, exactly. Uh, you got to love it. They did say in the interview with Brunson that they asked for an expedited hearing, which I guess is what they're going to give them, because they're not even going to discuss whether they they should consider hearing the case— Apparently, based upon the story overnight, they're going to hear the case, which I think is amazing. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they hear it soon. That would be amazing. Also, another interesting thing, completely off topic. Did you hear this, this talk now about Fetterman? Uh, apparently, one of, the, one of the stories out there is that he's brain dead. This, is, this was in the, uh, the news over the weekend. I don't believe that. Other stories say he's just uh, depressed. What I think is really interesting is that the first thing that his wife did when she heard that he was going into the hospital was to grab up the kids and the passports and go to Canada. Did you hear that? She said she had to get out with the kids to clear their head. Mm -hmm. Mind you, dad is in the hospital uh, in critical condition, I guess, and uh, she takes off with the kids to Canada. Why Canada? Why didn't she just go to Maine or Vermont or New Hampshire? Why did she have to leave the country? Why did she have to go anywhere? Because her husband is uh,
1: in uh, in dire straits.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. She said she and her kids did um, what do they call it uh, when they hang on a uh, a cord, suspended cord, and they go flying <laughs> across. The... Anyway, they supposedly they went zip tie- zip flying across uh, Niagara Falls. Or well, Bungie, or something like that. But we know what I'm talking about. You've seen yeah. it. Yeah. And they could have gone to Disney World. It's warmer. But I thought that was interesting. They also, do, they're trying to downplay this Fetterman thing because they don't want to have a special election in Pennsylvania, supposedly. They don't want to have another uh, possibility of uh, a redo. A redo and maybe a Republican candidate.
1: Yeah. And that was the thing that I was saying. It's obvious that this guy. Now, I'm going to defend Fetterman a little bit here. You know, he was sick, and it's very, very possible his handlers, along with the Democratic Party, forced that thing in there, and, you know, and, and of course, it played to his ego and everything like that, but they knew he was sick. Fetterman knew he was sick. But, you know, a sick man can't really, you know, be held responsible for all of his actions if he's not all mentally there. So this was a robbery, Mm. you know, of an election yeah they should have realized early on you can't run right now, maybe the next time around, but not right now. you got to well, bring another candidate in, but they didn't do that.
0: We really don't know how he is. They're saying he's just in for depression and will be out in a few weeks. Other people are saying no, it's worse than that. He may be unconscious. It could be- br- one of the stories, honest to goodness, I didn't make that up. one of the stories on the news that uh and it was a reputable news organization said. R- reports are that he's brain dead so say a prayer for the guy because he's going through a a very difficult time and he shouldn't be going through this time with all this political uh, nonsense going on around him people vying for his position stuff like that you know tulsi gabbard was on the news over the weekend and she's an independent now and the discussion was how the biden administration is so into identity politics identity everything I mean, it's not mm-hmm. it's not the qualifications of the people in in the administration it's what they represent it's like uh that guy who was Brinton who was walking around in uh scarlet dresses and uh, and a mustache and high heels and womens and he was stealing expensive luggage from airports it's not about Rachel Levine the Admiral, he was a guy up until three or four years ago, folks. I mean, he, w- he was Richard Levine, and all of a sudden, he he got an epiphany one day, I guess. And I understand that he still has, he lives with his family, and he still has, he's got to have a very understanding wife, don't you think? I mean, honey, I'm, honey, I'm home. Understanding or confused? Honey, I'm home. <laughs> Oh, yay, yay. Yeah, walking uh,
1: around in uh, granny underwear. I don't know, man. Yes, There's nothing sane or sexy about that.
0: Tulsi Gabbard said that uh, this administration and its fixation on identity politics, it, it, it says something ba- really bad about them. Meaning, And it's not something that we haven't seen in the world before. Listen to who she compares this administration to.
3: What we're seeing here is their philosophy, identity politics. And this is one of the main reasons why I left the Democratic Party, because you're seeing how their agenda of identity politics is directly undermining the traditional democratic values that were expressed so beautifully and clearly by Dr. Martin Luther King that we should judge each other not based on the color of our skin, but based on our character. And yet, as you have displayed here over and over with example after example, they're proud to be judging people, hiring people, selecting people based on race, which is really, let's be clear, how serious of a problem this is. It's based on genetics, race, uh, based on your blood, your genes. And, And where do we see that connection? Well, these are the very same geneticist core principles embodied by Nazism and Adolf Hitler. And this should be something that is sickening and alarming to every single Democrat and every single American, we have seen where this uh, philosophy can lead. Uh, the American people deserve so much more. We need leaders who will elect, who, who will select people based on their character, how committed they are to the Constitution, and the capabilities that they bring to actually do the job that they're hired to do. Most importantly, their heart. Do they have a heart and commitment for serving the American people? As you said, putting service above any selfish interest, actually waking up every day saying, how can I best serve the American people who, who my, I'm charged to, to, to serve in whatever job it may be? You're saying the, the focus on genetics uh, is, is in a way similar to what was going on in Germany. You, you look at the core uh, values and core principles of Adolf Hitler and Nazism, what is it based on? It's based on genetics. This is this is that philosophy of geneticism and discriminating against people based on their genes. And that's the issue here. Really, when you cut to the core of it, when they're standing there saying, hey, we are proud to be selecting people solely based on race, uh, that that is alarming to me on so many levels. You see them, oh, we were going to select someone based on their race, based on their gender, these immutable characteristics that we're born with. Uh, this goes against, again, the very vision our founders had for us. It goes against traditional democratic values and most of all, the American people deserve to know that those in positions of power and leadership are putting their interests first, regardless of race or gender or religion or politics or anything else. That's the responsibility of our leaders and that's what we, the American people, deserve.
0: Jesse Lee went on and said he wasn't sure whether he agreed with her connection between uh, this administration and, you know, the Nazi uh, party. But I I really agree with uh, Tulsi. It sounds to me like she's a student of history. Uh, be- she
1: is. I mean, I don't agree with everything that she stands for. Uh, she and I would be divided on the abortion issue. But I think she's a smart cookie. And uh, she wouldn't be a bad person to have. Uh, in the Oval Office because I think she would try to be fair to both sides. You know, obviously she is a student of history and the Nazism uh, correlation, you know, I mean, they were
0: the Aryan nation, the Aryan race. I mean, you had the the ideal person for everything was blonde-haired, blue eyes with Aryan features. And, uh, I mean, they literally went so far as to uh, annex countries that weren't technically German. I mean, they went it started making uh, SS members uh, from people who grew up in Sweden and Norway because they had that normatic look, you know, the the blonde hair, blue eyes, and uh, they they included, would you believe, some Middle Eastern uh, members into the SS, but they they did something which was really evil. They they put them in the front of the lines. They 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 would they would consider them to be the first to be. Uh, they were expendable. Expendable. Exactly right. Yeah. And that was the Nazi way of doing things. They they uh, they thought race was everything. And she's absolutely correct. Biden's kind of the same way with his his administration. Yeah. Uh, it's it you know it's important that uh, you hire the right looking people for the position, not the eminently qualified person for the job. Um, other things happening in the news, Bill, uh, I don't know whether you uh, heard this, but Nancy Pelosi was in uh, a cafe in San Francisco, and she was sitting there alone having a glass of wine at a table. Uh, mm. The media made it look like she was ambushed by this guy with the camera, but that's not the case. She was actually sitting there getting ready to do an interview for Vanity Fair, I believe. And uh, they had video cameras there, and they had lights. It wasn't like she was sitting alone reading a newspaper and she was ambushed. But the media wants you to think that's what happened. Here's uh, what happened when she was sitting there. Let me just get you to- Nancy, you tell us why we have all the hundred fifty billion
1: dollars going to Ukraine when we have homeless on the streets in Thank you. your own city? Right, 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 right. Thank <laughs> you. Nancy, can I, I give some stock trading tips you. on how to get Thank semiconductors you. in Thank Taiwan? You. Nancy. Thank you. Nancy, why do we—is you. your son involved with
0: Hunter Biden? What happened was you heard that confusion there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy went in there with his camera and he asked questions to Nancy that were not objectionable questions. He asked, you know, was uh, you know, what's the relationship with Hunter Biden? How do I get stocks like you had? You know, I mean, he—he he was asking questions. He wasn't sitting at the table. He didn't touch her. He didn't do anything that was uh, ominous. He was just asking questions. And boy, they rushed him out of that—that oh, yeah. that place he, as he fast. got
1: inside her bubble. Yep, exactly. He was going to burst it for her, but you know, she should have answered the questions, but she didn't want to answer. Well, she those said questions, she did.
0: She did say one thing. It's very hard to hear it, but she said something like it's for the sake of our country. Let me play it again. Listen carefully. It's not a long clip, but it's interesting. Nancy, can you you tell us why we have all the $150
1: billion going to Ukraine when we have homeless on the streets in your own city? Nancy, can I I get some stock trading tips on how to get semiconductors in Taiwan? Why do we?
0: Is your son involved with Hunter Biden? And that was it. It's hard. It's very hard to hear.
1: But yeah, I uh, heard it up there in front. But still, not enough to go on there.
0: No. Of course, she's protected by security, and I'm sure her security probably heard. Uh, she probably was upset with their uh, performance yesterday, with regard to uh, keeping her away and isolated from people like that. She was in a public place. Yep the guy had every right to walk up and ask
1: a question she is there she is uh, she represents the public and uh, we have a right to uh, confront our uh, representatives and ask them fair questions
0: i was listening also to one of the news programs that was on i believe face the nation yesterday cia director william burns uh, says the us is confident that china is considering the provision of lethal this is the i love the wording considering the provision of lethal equipment to aid Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. They they, they don't just come on and say, yeah, they're probably going to help them out. They, they say they're considering the provision of lethal equipment. Burns told, uh, I guess it was, uh, what's her name, uh, Brennan, I can't think of her first name on CBS, that the U.S., it, Margaret Margaret Brennan, that the U.S. is hoping to deter Beijing from making a very risky and unwise bet. Here is what he said precisely. This is CIA Director William Burns.
3: Secretary Blinken said that the U.S. had picked up information over the last couple of months.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But picking up information over the last couple of months to thinking they're actively considering it mm-hmm. i mean how confident are you in the intelligence that this is something Xi Jinping himself may change his mind about
4: Well, we're confident that the Chinese leadership is considering the provision of lethal equipment. We also don't see that a final decision has been made yet, and we don't see evidence of actual shipments of lethal equipment. Uh, And that's why I think Secretary Blinken and the president have thought it important to make very clear what the consequences of that would be as well. To deter it. Yeah, to deter it, because it would be a very risky and unwise bet.
3: So why would Beijing risk a tailspin in its relationship with the United States and with Europe by crossing this line?
4: It's a good question, and that's why I hope very much that they don't.
0: Boy, uh, also, I believe Biden was on with David Muir. I think it was on Friday, maybe Thursday, and uh, he was asked, I think, the same
5: thing. Listen. (laughs) Vladimir Putin told the Russian people this week that China's President Xi is coming to Russia, um, likely as early as this spring. I know the State Department and the Pentagon now have both warned China not to offer lethal military assistance to Russia in this war with Ukraine, saying the U.S. is concerned that China is considering providing lethal support to Russia. Would that cross a line for you? Look.
4: It's not in China. I had a very frank conversation with President Xi this past summer on this issue, and I pointed out to him. I the, the conversation went like this. I said, "Mr. President, this is not a threat. It's just an assertion, a statement of what I think the reality is." You saw what happened when the rest of the world, Europe in particular, saw the brutality of what Putin was doing in Ukraine to the Ukrainians from Russia. And I said, without any government prodding, 600 American corporations left left Russia from McDonald's to Exxon to across the board and I said and if you are engaged in the same kind of brutality by supporting the brutality that's going on I said you may face the same consequence I don't anticipate we haven't seen it yet but I don't anticipate a major initiative on the part of China providing weaponry to to uh, uh, to to Russia
5: but if they did would that be crossing a line for you mr. president
4: it would be the same line everyone else would have crossed. In other words, we impose we severe sanctions on anyone who has done that.
5: So there would be serious consequences?
4: I'll let you ca- characterize what they would be. We would respond.
0: Does anyone think that uh, Xi Jinping and uh, Vladimir Putin are afraid of this guy? I mean, I I wouldn't be afraid of this guy. No, now, I don't would, care what he thinks. I would be concerned if it was Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump has this uh, swagger about him, and he has a no-nonsense approach that I think other alpha males can can see. Whereas this guy, uh, he's an empty suit. Uh, he's holding a gun with no bullets in it, and I don't. I don't. I also think that they know that they got stuff on him. mm Hmm.
1: And that's a problem for the Democrats. That's a problem for him. Uh, that's a problem right now. I mean, we still got war looming there, and Russia is not the wounded bear that we would like to think that they are, because they are not. They've been in that corner before. Uh, yeah, they've got they've got some old relics there, but they need to replace them, and I'm sure they got a buddy that is ready to uh, give them lethal. Well, they also,
0: uh, from what I understand, they're also talking to the uh, Taliban about buying our old equipment from Afghanistan. So we may be actually at some point uh, fighting against our own equipment that Joe left behind in Afghanistan.
1: And I still wonder if Joe's going to backdoor get some money out of that, too, because it just seems that everything that he does and leaves, he gets money out of. It's just like the uh, strategic uh, piggy bank oil reserve. Yeah, You know, 26 million barrels, Yeah, we'll go ahead and sell it. You know, and we're leaving ourselves defenseless in so many ways under Biden. You know, maybe the Supreme Court, you know, going back to the original story, maybe they should take him out and put Trump in. But then what? Because there's going to be a lot of work to do, and I don't know if uh, it were me... I know where to start. There has been so many things undying. Well, the first
0: thing I bet, you, if I were Trump, the first thing I'd do is close the border instantly. Like, uh, I would put maybe the National Guard down there initially to help the Border Patrol firm the, uh, the border up, get the construction mm-hmm. companies down there and complete the wall. Uh, and then I would look for the people, the people who are on this side, who they're going to release into our country— I would uh, politely bust them back to wherever they came from and uh, uh, start taking our our border seriously again. yeah um, uh, but that's just me. Biden was uh, also asked about uh, the documents in his garage and he got a little uh, temperamental about about uh, David Muir's uh, questioning about that.
5: Listen. One of the immediate questions, uh, if and when you do announce that you're running again, uh, you and the former president are both now under investigation by the Justice Department for the discovery of these classified documents. I know that you believe these two cases are very different. But I do remember something you said after the discovery at Mar-a-Lago. You said, I thought data that was in there may compromise sources and methods and names of people who help, and it's just totally irresponsible. Can you assure the American people that none of the documents discovered in your garage or at your old office compromised sources or methods or U.S. intelligence?
4: I've been advised by the counsel, let the Justice Department make that decision, to not try to alter the case in any way. There have been very few documents that have been confiscated, found in my possession that were in, other than, I mean, in my possession, meaning in my home, all the stuff that was moved out of my Senate office over the years, I'm told there were a couple things that were from 1973 or 74, documents were marked classified. I don't know of anything, and maybe, I don't know of anything that is marked like it was, you know, top secret, highly you know, etc. But I, I, I'm told not to comment on that, because I don't even know what they are able
5: to, what what, what they confiscated. There are many who will understand why you can't comment, why your lawyers are saying uh, not to comment. They also saw you, though, comment on former President Trump. And and so at the very least...
4: Because, look, here's what they were showing. You guys were showing on television things lying on the ground that said top secret, national, you know, code word. And the difference is, every single solitary thing I've been asked to do, I've done voluntarily. I've invited the Justice Department to come into every aspect of any place that I had any control of. There there was no need for search warrants, there was no need – what do you need? Just come. Whatever you want. Whatever
5: you want, wherever you want to go, you can go. That was totally different. But that, that one word you used when you when you hear about boxes in your garage or in your old office, you, you called the Trump discovery irresponsible. Is there something irresponsible here, though, too?
4: Uh, you know, you're a good lawyer, but you're trying to make a, a comparison. What? There's degrees of irresponsibility that are they can be significant degrees of responsibility. What? The way in which the boxes were packed up for my office, apparently not everything was gone through as meticulously as it should have. But there was no intention. I opened up my home, all my homes, my homes, my, the home of the beach and the home that I, uh, my permanent home. And they spent hours and hours going through everything, personal ev- everything I had. And that's a fundamentally different thing. There's nothing for me to hide.
0: He's trying to make it sound like he had uh, the right to have these documents, but Trump didn't. But it, it, let, me, let me repeat what he said. He said, you know, you're a good lawyer, but you're trying to make a comparison. There's degrees of irresponsibility that are, they can be significant degrees of responsibility. Uh, mind you, that's his, his, these are his words. The way in which the boxes were packed up from my office, apparently not everything was gone through as meticulously as it should have, but there was no intention. Understand something. When all these documents were taken, he wasn't the president of the United States. And that's illegal. Yeah. He's trying to make it sound like Trump had no business having these documents. Oh, when he's also saying, I opened my property up. You didn't need a warrant. Just come on in. Well, I mean, Trump had told them, "Whatever you need, whenever you need it, come on down. No problem. You can. I'll make my stuff available for you at any time." They decided to make it a big thing out of it themselves. The FBI. They went down there with lights, sirens, and guns.
1: Well, here's the thought too. Uh, if I understand this right, Joe is making the comparison. Trumps were organized. His were just kind of thrown in there, right? Not right. organized. Yeah, if you're in a hurry to grab some documents that you're not supposed to have, do you take the time to organize them, or do you just sit there and haphazardly throw
0: them in a box and get them the hell out of there? He said, well, they found some stuff there from, like, 1973 or 74. (sighs) What the heck were you doing with classified documents in 1974? Were you selling stuff back then? Well,
1: I think he's been selling stuff all his life, as long as you can trace the history of Joe. He has been a crooked person, you know, one way or the other.
0: According to uh, some sources uh, last week, the U.K., Germany, and France have responded to China's peace plan for the Ukraine and Russia war, which I thought was interesting. NATO has answered China's Ukraine peace proposal unveiled earlier in the day by previewing a peace plan that three major Western allies reportedly have in the works, the plan hinges on the Ukraine forging a defense pact with NATO, though stopping short of formal membership. Because that's, you know, that's a deal breaker when it comes to uh, any kind of peace deal with Russia. They don't want the Ukraine and NATO. Uh, and in return, Kiev uh, would enter talks with Moscow, likely with uh, territorial concessions on the table. So the UK, Germany, and France are doing what we used to do when we were like the real world leader. We would lead peace talks. Uh, Joe's not doing that. All he's doing is... No, he wants a war. Yeah, exactly. All he's doing is bringing over bags of money and uh, giving them tanks and what else? Airplanes maybe and uh, unbelievable. Beat on the ground. And as long as he is president, as long as he has power,
1: doesn't matter what they negotiate. He is going to have the ability to crank up that war.
0: And as a reminder, they also in that interview with David Muir, he asked mm-hmm. he asked this question to Joe. Listen. So do you plan to travel there and have you talked
4: with the mayor? I, I, I can't recall that. I don't think I've talked to the mayor. I've talked to everyone else there and I'm multiple times. I've talked to both the senators, both, both governors. I've talked to, uh, to everyone there is to talk to. And we made it clear that everything is available.
0: Now that's about East Palestine, Ohio. I'm going to play it for you one more time. I want to hear you. He sounds like he doesn't want to talk about it. Listen. So
5: do you plan to travel there and
0: have you talked with the mayor?
4: I, I, I can't recall. That. I don't think I've talked to the mayor. I've talked to everyone else there and I'm multiple times. I've talked to both the senators, both, uh, both governors. I've talked to, uh, to everyone there is to talk to. And we made it clear that everything is available.
0: Wow. Amazing. Everything is yeah. available. In the meantime, his EPA shuts down the removal of the uh, the waste over the weekend. No big, mm-hmm. no big conversation about it. They just send out an edict to stop it. I, you gotta wonder what kind of uh, outfits the guys who are working those uh, bulldozers and uh, you know tractors and stuff are wearing. I can't imagine they're just there in their their street clothes with all that poison around. Can you? And the dust.
1: Ooh. I can't imagine that, but, you know, then people, will, they'll do what they're told, and, you know, a lot
0: of people are naive to what's going on. Well, I, I, oof, I, I don't think these guys would be naive. I mean, did you see the stuff that they're shoveling? It's a white-powdered stuff, and it fluffs up when they, they scoop up some of the stuff. It makes a big cloud of it, and it's it's not very healthy to be around. No, uh, it's not. The cleanup hopefully will start again sometime this week I can't imagine it would uh, it would be shut off for a week or two I mean there are people who are waiting for this stuff to be removed from the, the area because they want to get back to their lives one of the guys was talking over the weekend in an interview he said the ideal situation would be to go in there and take about a foot of soil topsoil off of the entire town can you imagine that I mean the you would have to go on people's property, their lawns and stuff like that. You couldn't do it, I don't think. But that, he said, you That's- know,
1: you almost have to sit there and find some land and redevelop it and move this entire town and give them all new digs, all new land. Yeah, And just uh, because as far as I'm concerned, that soil is contaminated
0: for a long, long time. That's what they did in Love Canal up in uh, Buffalo yeah. 25, 30 years ago. Uh they contaminated the areas. So they people complained about it and people started getting sick. They finally had to uh admit that it was contaminated and they they moved everybody out of the area and they bulldozed all the houses and I put down some I guess grass and stuff like that and fenced it off and that was it. Yeah, why do we have to wait so
1: long to to admit that there was a mistake and fix it? Because, Wouldn't it be cheaper in the long run just to fix it up front?
0: Because companies don't want to have, be liable for the real damage they've caused. If you think about what the railroad really has done to mm-hmm. the people of the region, not just of the town, I I think it would put them out of business. Yeah. I mean, if they have to pay people, let's say, in Beaver County, Pennsylvania, and Butler County, Pennsylvania, in Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, for putting that poison in the air and affecting them. I, w- I said to my wife over the weekend, I said, you know, what we don't know yet is what it's going to do to our our lawns and our trees and things like that when the weather changes in a few weeks and things start to try to grow again. Are we going to have lawns uh, once that won't grow?
1: Think about the ki- kids that go out and play in the lawn.
0: Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. You're going to have kids out there playing schools, the parks,
1: your lawn. You know, these kids are going to start, you know, in a few years, you're going to have a kid going, and why is my arm, you know, got nodules
0: all over? Why did it fall off? You know, because you're contaminated. It's it's, it's sad stuff, Bill. Sad stuff. Yeah, it really is. We should recap once again the big story of our uh, podcast today. Uh, Yeah, this is a big deal, folks. Pay attention. See whether anybody else mentions it today. It should be like the biggest story out there. Of course, again... We we didn't just find this story. It's been out there for a while.
1: We just happened to see that the news was hedging their bets going, we got to cover this. So we'll put it out there, and hopefully it goes away. But if not, they got it out there to cover their own ass, their own took us because... This
0: is a major story. Yep. Okay. If you're just tuning in, where have you been? No. (laughs) If you're just tuning in, Supreme Court to hear case to reinstate Donald Trump over a rigged election. The U.S. Supreme Court reportedly reconsidering hearing the Brunson versus Adam lawsuit after previously dismissing it earlier this year. As a matter of fact, they did it again supposedly last Monday. But this Mm -hmm. came out, this came out. A day ago, this came out on a Sunday. The lawsuit appears to be seeking to remove President Biden, and uh, also I guess Kamala Harris, and a whole bunch of congressmen and senators too. So we'll see where that goes. We'll be watching it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting.
1: But um, uh, I hope I hope it does. I I I hope they do hear. I hope they they're hearing it today. Well, Uh, because this is not brought on by Trump. Nope, uh, Giuliani or any of uh, you know the, no. the the usual players. This is outside of his box,
0: you know. Yeah, and these are two guys from Utah. Yeah, <laughs> Utah brothers from Utah that uh, happened to be watching the news story, and then one sat there, and the light
1: went off. Good. Wait a minute. Well, oh, back that bus up. Play that again. Yeah, yeah. Play it again. This. All is, right, they made a mistake. This is illegal. Yeah, yeah, and that w- that's what this lawsuit is about. It's not about whether they believe in Trump; they believe it was stolen. It's about the government and our elected officials, whether they now maybe they are covering up stuff, but they made a big procedural mistake, and
0: one that will have long-term consequences. I think that we should uh, end our program today. First of all, we should remind people they can contact us at 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Or mail at itsanotherday.com.
1: Mail at itsanotherday.com. We also got uh, mail at crnamerica.com. I did want to throw one story at you. Apparently in Asia they unearthed unearthed a 1,200-year-old mansion with secret vaults. Uh, underground and i hope i get these people's name right the uh mesopotamians mesopotamians yeah yeah goes back to them but anyway yeah they uh they apparently had these this big underground mansion with vaults is, is and everything. It, is it for sale <laughs> no but i did i i did hear that they found
0: some of uh, biden's top secret documents I, I i heard that he also has a recording <laughs> studio down there and yeah. he he that's where he recorded the song <laughs> Goodbye, Bill. Adios. <laughs> it does sound like Joe, doesn't it? It, it is Joe. Joe. <laughs>